Hey, you got him with this one, dog. It's so soulful. Let's take him back. Come on. Hey, remember back in the block in the summertime when the sidewalk got so boiling hot that the heat from the street almost melts your flip flops or burn through your new shoes and leave you. With holes in your socks Us city slickers, there was no water in spots So we'd head to the corner, Mr. Warner would knock Off the knob on top of the hydrant What we was is up? Welcome, welcome, welcome back All my do-datters, future fathers, potential parents And everyone else tuning in Welcome to another episode of Dad Hard with a Podcast This is episode 19 of the podcast, almost on to that big 2-0, which means we're almost legal, baby, um, but uh, no, this is episode 19 of the show, we're still rocking, still rolling, um, and it's week 24 of fatherhood, that's almost six months, wow, that is crazy, um, but before we get into all that, thank you everyone for tuning in for another week, keeping us alive, keeping us going, keeping keeping the energy alive, the positivity, feedback, um, as always, to connect on the fatherhood brotherhood. Hit us up, dadhardpod at gmail.com, follow on the Instagram at dadhardpod, and check out the Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash dadhardpod. Um, we have a lot of cool things down in the pipeline, some other interesting things that we're working about to keep this fatherhood brotherhood, this whole dad hard thing, really elevating and evolving um, because it it seems like there's a there's a real necessity to it in the world with everybody that's listening and everyone that's commenting and, and DMing and emailing and, and just talking to me about it, etc. Um, it's like every week, um, not only do I get the DMs and the emails, but I get calls and, and people are touching base with me, like friends that maybe I haven't spoken to in a couple of years or months, whatever, uh, just touching base saying that they listen to the pod and they love it and they're really happy that finally there's something that they can relate to uh, in regards to fatherhood. Uh, and even those people that aren't fathers yet are even thinking about it or touching base. So it's been fantastic. But let's roll into week twenty. Four of fatherhood. Um, as you all know, my family and I have been displaced due to a major flood in our apartment, but we are back. I'm no longer doing a podcast from the Brooklyn Marriott. Um, so uh, thank God for that. Um, it's been really tough. Uh, and the, the toughest part about it is that, you know, once you get to about four or five months, that's really when you need, it's like crunch time to start training the processes that your child um, needs to go through. Because once they hit six months, it's like super, super, super difficult to get them to change their patterns. So like, this was like crunch time for us. It was like... This is when it needed to happen. We just started sleep training her. She was in her crib. She was kind of getting into a rhythm, starting to get it going. Um, and then all of a sudden, we had to switch everything up. She was now back sleeping in the, the same room as us when we were in and out of hotels. You know, she was in new places seemingly every other night. So her patterns got completely, completely completely fucked up and I felt I feel bad for her because she's just 
so off of her progress, off of her schedules, you know, even like getting to classes and, and, and different, um, you know, stimulating things that, that we were taking to her to kind of got thrown off as well because now we're not in the same patterns as we were before. You know, uh, my wife and I are having to deal with stuff going on in the house and having to drop her off my in-laws and, you know, we're not really, we weren't really able to keep the same patterns and it made it really tough. And, you know, my, my wife and I were talking the other day and, uh, you know, we we're hoping um, because there's a little concern there that, you know, maybe her progression has been thrown off because she's not getting as much stimulation as possible. Um, so fellow fathers out there and future fathers, you know, remember, this is like really key times for the development of your child, um, you know, four five months, you know, once they really get after three months, from three to six months, that's when like development is really, really, really key. Um, and that's when they really start keeping the patterns that they're going to have for the remainder of their first year of life, you know? Um, and once you, like I said, once you hit that six month marker, it's really tough to switch those patterns up. That's why everybody says you want to start sleep training before like six months and start introducing food before six months because now they can get into these rhythms and they're not getting thrown off um, or or in their stuck in their own ways. I guess I should say um, come six the six month period. So you know we're trying to do all that. We're trying to keep as much normalcy as possible. But you know first night back in the apartment last night was a terror. It was a terror. Um, she didn't know where she was. She was freaking out. Um, and that's really the key for these last couple of weeks of development. And week 24 of development, you know, um, is that she's really just been noticing her surroundings more. And feeling, you know, I spoke about, I've spoken about in the past how she's developing a level of comfortability with surroundings. But like, what this whole process has shown is that she's developing an uncomfortability with surroundings and a, I don't want to say anxiety that like seems like a really crazy and like intense word to use for an infant baby, but it's almost like that's what it, it seems like she was, has been developing over this situation is like this level of anxiety that she doesn't know where she is. You know, normally when she wakes up in the middle of the night, it's, it's crying for a pacifier. And, but last night, and you know, the first couple nights in these different places that we've been in, um, it's a different cry. You know what I mean? It's a different cry, man. It's like she is scared and she doesn't know where she is. She's unfamiliar. And even when you pick her up to console her, she doesn't stop crying because, you know, she's just now unsure of everything. You know, she's been doing one thing for so long and then all of a sudden that switched up. And now, you know, we were in this one hotel for 20 plus days and now we're back in the apartment and that whole thing was switched up. So, you know, I, I really feel bad for her. You know, I, I really like last night was really tough because I really, really, really felt her pain. You know, like I, I felt her level of uncomfortability. I felt that she was like up. She was actually upset. Um, 
And I guess that's what fatherhood's all about, right? Is connecting with your child and understanding that. But uh, th- that that's what that's what it's been, you know, these last few few weeks is this level dealing with this level of uncomfortability because they are starting to learn. And you know, the the brightest shining moment of them learning about or, or my daughter learning about her surroundings and being either uncomfortable or comfortable is that we came back to the apartment this weekend and she knew where she was. You know, like, she was looking, we have a whole new floors, you know, so it looks a little bit different, but like, every, all the other furniture is kind of like in place, you know, so to, for where it was after we moved everything around and she remembered, you know, like, she remembered looking in the big mirror over our credenza as you, like the first thing you walk into when you walk in our front door, there's a big circular mirror. She remembered looking in it and it was familiar to her. You know, it seemed like these things were familiar because she remembered it. And now this this whole concept of remembering, right, it, it touches on uh, a little bit of the conversation that I have in my guest segment Um because I, I talked to uh, uh, Mass System CEO Paul Canetti about this concept that, um, you know, because kids have access to so much, uh, you know, technology at a younger age and are able to like look back at a thousand pictures of their first six months of life as opposed to like two from when like I was growing up, you know, um, they... Uh, we were talking about this concept that maybe they're going to have earlier memories than future generations have had. You know, for example, I have no memory of my life before I was like five years old, you know? Um, but, But I feel like she actually has a memory. She's developed a memory. She knows where she is. She knew that she was coming back into her house. It was familiar. She smiled at things that she recognized. There was a different energy to her, you know? Um, so that's just a, something interesting that went on. Uh, it didn't really help with her sleeping though, because that, I guess when you're in the dark, you know, and you're a baby, you're in the, in the dark, uh, nothing looks familiar because you can't see anything. Um, but it it's interesting to see how she is adapting and like I, I keep saying, how she's interacting with her surroundings and she kind of knows where she, where she is coming back into the apartment. Um, the last thing that, that week 24 brought uh, was our first experience with real poop. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, my daughter had some real life human poop for the first time this past week. And, you know, I talked last week about how, you know, when when I talked to uh, expecting fathers, they're like, I don't know how I'm going to change diapers. I don't know how I'm going to change diapers. And I was like, ah, not, come on, you'll get over it. Okay. After you saw what I saw last night. Oh, man. I I am trying to pawn changing diapers off on my wife as much as possible. Let me tell you, we fed her some butternut squash yesterday and the day before. And in the middle of the night last night, she like woke up. She's like, well, actually, we put her down and she just wouldn't go to sleep. Finally, we were like, all right, let's see. Maybe she has a dirty diaper. 
We changed the diaper, and there was a little bit of poop. We were like, all right, that can't be what's bothering her. So we went to go wipe it up, and all of a sudden, it was like a machine gun spurting out little big chunks of poop. It looked like real-life human poop. Like, it looks like what comes out of meat. You know what I mean? I know that's disgusting, and I apologize to everybody, but that's what it really was. And this is my first experience with actual human baby poop and people have been telling me it's gross i don't believe them i i believe them now because it is disgusting previously like yeah it's green yeah it's liquid but it's easy it's just like wipe 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 fold the diaper throw it out and you're good to go this shit was really shit it was actual shit. It was you were after wiping, and it just kept coming. It was just it kept coming and coming. And I, I was flabbergasted um, because it was the first time. It looked like butternut squash. Like it was kind of. It was just gross, man. Um, and uh, that is the new shits and giggles story. Uh, but you know what? It made her feel better. It did. It made, made made her feel better. I guess this whole experience with solid foods is messing with her stomach a little bit. Um, she seems a little bit more tense um, and uncomfortable. Her poops and uh, have been less regular. Um, so she felt great. She pooped. She's like, yeah, that's amazing. She ate an ounce of milk and went to back to sleep um, for 45 minutes before she woke us up for the rest of the night. But... Um, yeah, so all my expected fathers out there and other fathers that, that are petrified of changing diapers, you know what? I've now gotten to your level because this is when it gets really gross. Like I thought the black tar poop that happens the first day you're in the hospital was the worst it could get. No, 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 my friends. No, no, no. Once it starts turning into human poop and you got to wipe it up, clean it up, like get the chunks. Sorry. I won't get too disgusting on y'all, but you know what? You'll understand and you'll see it and you shall feel me. Um, with that said, that's all for week 24. Next week, we are almost going to be at six months with my daughter. And uh, I guess it's in two weeks, she'll actually be six months at 26 weeks. Um, and for that episode, I have something extremely special. So that'll be in about two weeks. So you know, keep it locked for that. It's going to be great. Uh, for now, we're going to jump into the musical break and get on with my very special guest, Mass System CEO, uh, fellow podcaster, Columbia University professor, uh, Mr. Paul Canetti. We have a fantastic, fantastic conversation. Um, the guy is just so smart and his outlook on fatherhood versus, you know, starting a business and, and running a tech startup. It's just so Fantastic to have this conversation with him. Um, it was super intriguing, enlightening, funny. Uh, it's great, and I really think it's it's going to be a fan favorite for everybody. So stay tuned. We're going to jump into the musical break, and we shall return. Keep it locked. Dad Hard with a podcast. Uh-huh. Hey, K, I got love for you for this when I needed this. Uh-huh. Sometimes... Situations change and there's a decision that you gotta make, man. New York, stand up. Y'all raised me from the 80s, baby, into the 90s. Uh-huh. 2K, baby. Uh-huh. 
you're always in my heart for that. Chicago, y'all took that boy and raised him into the man that I am. Uh, and why? Put your hands in I wonder if I never left home And took it to the shot of flow like a wind in the night I wonder if I never straight fall Would I had stayed some far or raised up the ball I wonder if I never left home And took it to the shot to see all of my dreams come alive I wonder if I never left home Never left home I wonder if I never left home I wonder if I Remember back in the days Before you got blazed and lost in the haze Remember back in the times when being just a kid was fun, right, right. Remember back in the days before you had brains or cared about your ways. Remember back in the times when being just a kid was fun, right, right. Remember the sandbox, little league ball felt like the sandlot. I was the bambino, the salt on the swap, and Doc was more like Benny the Jet, no handy but yet. Pops tell us to drink up. Like this will put some hair in your chest That was before we knew we had to stare at some when you your first bad pad With this week's episode of Man at Heart with the podcast As you know, when that music break hits It is time for our guest segment for the week And this week, um, I have a spectacular and really kind of renaissance man of a guest um, He is a father of two He runs his own startup in the crazy insane world that is tech and he's also a, a podcaster and he's actually a professor at Columbia um, University here in New York one of the most prestigious universities in the country um, I have with me uh, Mr. Paul Canetti how you doing bro I'm all right happy morning happy morning What's indeed this is, a, this is an excellent way to start a morning it really is it's um it gets you kind of get your brain going, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And, and especially you get to talk about fatherhood, you get to talk about life. It's a little it's break from the from the monotony of the world, you know what I mean? Well, especially like leaving in the morning is one of the worst it moments is. of it the is. day, it like is. leaving the house. Yes. So if I leave the house to just talk about my kids, then I get to like. You know, that, that morning section of the day gets to last a little longer. <laughs> it's like reliving. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's great. Oh, the, the recapping of parenthood is just out of control. <laughs> I guess we'll start there. Like, how is that for you cutting that cord every single morning without fail? Sucks. Perfect. And on to the next. Yeah. No. Um, yeah, I'm sure it's terrible. Well, this morning, so, so I have a four and a half year old. And uh, one year old or whatever, fifteen months, and um, I don't know when you stop counting months, but uh, I don't think I hope you never stop counting. Yeah, months. I don't know. Right? How if many months this, old am I? Yeah, let's, let's I do, do this. this I'm this, counting uh, weeks, and I'm like on twenty four now, and I'm like, wait, where am I? Twenty? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. At some point, we consolidate. But um, anyway, so my my younger, I have two daughters. My younger daughter Noah, this morning actually leaving the house was the first time that she has cried. Really? As I was leaving. Really? And like, you know, she's on the other side of the door and like, like waving, you know, holding her hand out, crying. Oh my God. I'm like waving. The door is closing. I'm like, oh God. You know, oh and, God. um, and I don't know, normally the mornings with her at least are pretty smooth. And I don't know if she's not feeling well or, you know, there's a million variables or it could just be that she's getting old enough to sort of like realize the comings and goings. Yeah. And um, whereas my older daughter, Layla, it's been 
a much longer sort of conscious awareness of where where is mommy and where is daddy at any given time. But in the mornings, I bring Layla to school and we walk, or she, she scoots, I walk, <laughs> uh, to school, which is only like two or three blocks away, but it takes us like 15 minutes. And... And that's such a special time yeah. just to get to like stroll yeah. with her in the mornings and we're just sort of like chatting and whatever. Um, and then the actual drop off, like I bring her to the classroom, but then like she's a little weepy every time. Right. Um, and just that moment of, you know, and, and she can speak. So she's just like, I don't want you to leave. Oh I hate when you God. leave. Please don't leave. Oh my God. And I'm just like... Well, I'm gonna leave. Like, how do you, do you know what I mean? like? Like, it's so mean. It, it is. Do you know what I mean? Like, I do. And, and I'm sure that's what Noah's thinking too. But she can't. She can't say it right. yet. So I can just like pretend she's thinking something else. Um, but Layla's just like, I don't want you to go. I will be very sad if you go. Like, you know. And she's crying. And I'm just like, well, I'm gonna go anyway. And it's like, <laughs> that's just so messed it's, up. Oh, dude, you know? it's so crazy because I, I like. That just you hearing that story just kind of like broke my heart into like two pieces because I actually my daughter did it today. I when I I dropped my my daughter off at my uh, my in laws to to come here to do this view and it was like the first time she always loves when I come back into a room like she loves it yeah. like love like loves I've never seen best. anybody more happy in their life than when like I come back and I'm like hey and she notices it's me. Today, she's, like, sitting on, on the couch with my father-in-law, and he's, like, reading her a book, and I'm like, all right, I'm leaving, and normally she doesn't really care, and as I'm walking out the door, I see her, like, look up and, like, stare as I'm walking out, and I'm like, uh, uh do I need to go back? Actually, I need to go back. I'm going to go back and give you a kiss, like, and then she starts looking at the book again, and I'm like, all right, I'm out, and I just yeah, yeah, exactly. jolted out. Exactly. It, that must be so hard to do like my wife luckily I don't have to do that I like I'm with my daughter for the at least for the time being all day every day it's amazing Um, my wife doesn't have to do that and I see her heart breaking every time she leaves the house it it's really I mean what an amazing thing that that you get to spend so much time and and the consolation though for your wife or or for when you do have to leave or for myself is that like the moment doesn't linger for them. It just lingers for us. Yeah. So, like, as soon as you're around that corner, as soon as the door closes, within seconds, like, they are fine. Right, for sure. The, everything is fleeting in the mind of a, of a young child. Like, the good, the bad, the ugly, something hurts, something's upset, like, something super awesome. It's all just, like, in and out. And so, like... That moment in the morning, like, that stays with me the rest of the day. Right. I'm thinking, like, is she okay? And so it used to be that I would actually, at, later, like, in the evening when I would come home, I'd be like, Layla, like, what, how was it after I left you at school? Because, yeah. like, I'm still thinking right, about right, it. Right, right, right. But by then, she had, like, a great day. She played with her friends. Then She's she like, went you brought to, me to school? She, I don't she went to that. ballet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. She's just going to be like, what are you talking about? It was great when you left. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, great. Uh, forget <laughs> I mentioned it. You know, and like, and so eventually I stopped asking, but, yeah. but it made me realize like, like I'm thinking about it all day. It's staying with me, but it is like ancient history to her. And how amazing 
to sort of realize that and how amazing to actually like be that. Like imagine just being super upset about something and truly being able to let it go. Immediately. Exactly. I wish. (laughs) If only. It's just like constant amnesia. Like, you know, how great would it be to be a baby and just be constant amnesia, just forgetting everything. Um, So before I get into like what I want to actually talk about, you just brought up a great point. And I like was thinking about this the other day as I was like going through... Um, pictures of like my dad and I was showing her like pictures of herself when she was younger and I thought to myself I was like yo and I think you might be the and perfect she's, person she's five months she's old she's five months now right? so it's like right? here look when you were little like you know <laughs> you were little, five months ago but here's the 1,400 pictures I have from you over the last five months I love it and the four pictures I have of everything else in my life before then but so I'm running I'm running through like going back and I was thinking I was like I thought to myself, it might be completely stupid. So if it is, you let me know. But I was thinking, like, I feel like with all the technology the kids have access to, like at such a young age, like being able to like look at all these old pictures on iPads and iPhones, whatever it is, whatever it is. Um, I do you think it means that they may have like longer term memories as they grow up, like be able to remember further back in their lives? Yeah. This this is not stupid at all. This is something that that my wife Jess and I talk about, and and I obviously I don't actually know the answer, but like there are things that again like with Layla that she remembers or claims to remember, but I don't know if she actually remembers it or if she remembers that we've talked about it, we've looked at right. the pictures, we've looked at videos, you know, like vacations that she took when she was like let's say one and a half. Yeah. Now she's four and a half, and she's sort of like retelling it. And then it's like, but I don't know how, and she doesn't know probably either. Sure. But then there are certain moments that she recalls, and it's like not a story that we tell over and over again. Right. And it's like, I think she actually remembers that, you know? And and then, but it's weird, like, what's your earliest memory, right? I, my earliest memory is being five years old, Halloween, and my dad not letting me go trick or treating until the end of the Bulls Celtics Jordan versus Bird, <laughs> and it was and and that was every year for like five years. It was the start of the NBA season. It was always Celtics Bulls Jordan Bird until like whatever ninety two when Bird retired whatever. But I remember vividly I was in costume and my dad would not leave the house to go trick or treating until the game was over. So that really stuck with you. To be fair. That really was a great time to be watching the NBA. Uh, it was great. So, you know, uh, of course. But, but, but I'm a Celtics fan to this day. But um, but that so let's just say five, right? Like that's so sad. Like yeah. everything that's happening to our kids right now, they will just not remember. Like right, and 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 how weird that is. Like obviously, whatever they're experiencing now is forming their future selves, yep. but. For whatever reason, like the the lineage of memory, just like doesn't include the first few years. Yeah, which is weird. It's so weird. Yeah, it's so so weird. Because they, that's when they learn how to move, talk, crawl, eat, and they remember all that. Yeah, how weird would it be, actually, right? If you know, when your daughter turns two, she's like, "Remember when I was five months old and I started to sit up? Like that was crazy." And you're like, you know, you're like. <laughs> Like, that was really hard. That's going to be able to freak out. Um, it's going to be the best thing ever. You know what is funny? So Jess has a cousin who's probably now like, I don't know, maybe 13 or something. But I remember talking to her when she was maybe like eight or nine. And she was recalling when she was probably around four or five. 
and stopped using a pacifier. Ooh. And she remembered it perfectly, vividly. <laughs> and so she was probably, right, like maybe like like nine, I want to say like almost ten, and was recalling something from five years earlier where she's like, yeah, like I really remember how nice it was to fall asleep with the pacifier, but then... It was really hard, but my mommy didn't want me to do it anymore. And she was just, like, telling me the whole story of, like, still, like, a babyhood moment. Yeah. And I was like, that is insane. Yeah. yeah. You know? And, uh, and, and yeah, how, like, that would be so cool to even imagine us as adults now, like, being able to recall, right. like, these moments. Like, I barely remember anything. I mean, I have little flashes from, like, you know, elementary school or whatever, but it's – I don't really – I don't remember anything. If you no. were like, what'd you do last week? I'd be like, I honestly, I need to look at my calendar. Yeah, right. I, I, I couldn't even tell you what I did last I, night. I, I like, know. Like, yeah. Last week? Yeah. Jesus Christ. You know, that, that's why I say, thank God I had podcasts because yeah, yeah, I wouldn't even remember any of this. Exactly. You know I mean? You'll never remember this conversation. Thank God we're recording it. <laughs> exactly. But but I was but I was just thinking it was it's funny that that you brought that that you kind of like brought up the the concept of their memories just being kind of in and out because I was just thinking about that last night with like the use technology like how you know maybe it's going to increase the the distance in recall from yeah. that, from the memory but yeah let's hope yeah exactly but anyway what I I want to start off I want to start this off because I need to know as a dad myself. And like knowing how hard it is being a first time dad, like I gave you the intro, you got two kids, you have a technology startup in a world that's completely ever evolving. And I know that you guys as Maz are always evolving and looking to what you can do next and how you can be better. And you're a fucking nighttime professor at, like I said, one of the most prestigious universities in the country. How, how do you possibly manage all of that? Because it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, thanks for saying that. It I don't know if it's crazy because it just is normal for me. I guess that you know okay. what I mean. Like so, so it's 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 hard to gauge it, but it is a lot. There definitely are things that have to give to make that possible. But one thing that that I really do think is true about having kids is that, like, I'm I'm naturally not very good at time management. Interesting, because I would think you would have um, to be to do all that. Yeah, no, uh, it's it's like I do all that in spite of the fact that I oh, suck Jesus Christ. at time, not because I'm good at it. I'm sure other people are like highly skilled at at organization, and then that allows them to persevere. For me, it's it's like you know all in spite of it. But but the and I've heard other parents talk about this, but like if having a kid that you want to be spending time with, um, it really forces you to be way more efficient with all the rest of your time. Yes. And you really start to understand like the opportunity cost of like a minute that I'm spending like doing whatever is a minute that I'm not spending yes. with my daughter. Yes. And before that, it just never really occurred to me. It's like, well, I have lots of minutes. To do whatever, you know? And it is funny. I hear people talk about this even, like, you know, friends that are single and they're like, well, I don't even have time for a girlfriend or I don't have time for... And, like, no one has time for anything. <laughs> right. It's, you know, I, I remember Jess and I, when we were trying to decide, like, if we wanted to have kids... We knew we wanted to have kids, sorry, but, like, when yeah, we wanted right. to have kids. And, and, you know, we're having some of those early conversations. And it's like, well, we're never just going to be, like, sitting around with, like, tons of free time <laughs> and and tons of money 
and 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 tons of you know whatever all the things the check marks you would look for would be like right now is the perfect time and we could just slot in the baby right here like, <laughs> right, like exactly we just, have from Wednesdays from four to six <laughs> so so I'm a firm believer that you can make the time for things that are important hundred percent and and on the flip side if you're not making time for something it might be because it's not that important to you for sure and. And so I just sort of go with my gut there and where it's led me is that I really try to maximize time with my daughters. Sure. Um, but that I willingly sacrifice some of that for the things that I really want to pursue. Sure. And I think being an interesting adult makes you a better parent. I agree 100%. And so you don't want to completely give up. 100%. What makes you just an independently interesting person. 100%. I agree. Where your only identity is Layla and Noah's dad. Then, what am I really bringing to the table? Right, you know, and um, and so it's 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 definitely a balance. But one thing that I never thought I would do is become one of these people that just gets up really early, Oof. like because I'm like a late, like again, Me my too. natural state. Yes, if just Me the, too. if there was no alarms, no kids, no society, no nothing, <laughs> like <laughs> I would just sleep forever. Like <laughs> you know, oh like, god, like how nice that would be. Like and, and, oh, I, I mean, sleep forever. I would take any amount of sleep, but. But now it's like, you know, set the alarm at six, get to the gym. Oh, wow. Meditate. Wow. Uh, all before anybody gets up. Wow. And then sort of, re- you know, when the family actually gets up and and then, you know, it's like getting ready for school and getting everybody dressed and getting myself showered and Jess has to get ready and done and we have to give them breakfast and it's total chaos. Um but carving out that time in the morning actually has been something maybe added to the repertoire in the last year. Yeah. And like I always read about those CEOs that get up crazy early yeah. and like have a day. And and um, the key, by the way, is going to bed earlier, which is also very hard. Why are you going to bed these days? I always go to bed late. You know yeah, what I mean? Me I would love to be in bed at 10. If I could do that, I could basically live the life I want. Yeah. But really... Where you know if if I'm in bed by eleven, that's a good night. Yeah, and really, it's like midnight, and like, and yeah, this, and also. and and again, that even is like we really should go to bed now. It's not because I'm like naturally falling asleep, right? Like I'm just a night owl. Um, but those are things that have really shifted. I mean, when we were starting Maz, Maz turns ten years this year. Wow, right? And like, I mean, I was working all sorts of weird. Hours, especially we have an office in India. Right. At the time, one of my co-founders was living in Hawaii, so like the time zones were all Jeez. like wonky, and and we were working at all different times. And I, my creative juices actually get going around and eleven I, p.m. Me too. I'm I know, the same way. I'm exactly the same I, way. I know you're a musician. Like like all of the music I ever did. Uh, every any good thing that ever came out of me artistically, hundred percent was late night, hundred percent, and. And what I've had to do is basically train myself to just like be creative on demand. Yeah. Yes. Like I sit down and whatever, and it's 9 a.m. And I'm like, I have one hour before my next meeting. And now is the, that now's the moment. Yep. Go, get to it, brain. Yeah. Right. Uh, and like, and that's like a really, really like huge, huge shift. And if you'd asked me even five years ago before Layla was born, like, are you going to be one of these schmucks that gets up early in the morning to work out? And like, tries to go to bed early and meditates and does like I'd be like, 
No, what are you talking about? Right. Um, you know, and and so and it's not like it clicked in the moment that Layla was born either. Sure. I mean, this is this is a progression. I've been a parent now for for over four and a half years, and like it's taken that long. Yeah. To finally realize that I need to actually just like retrain myself. Yeah. To be able to do anything. Yeah. Basically, um, and so that was a. a a long and winding answer to your original question was how do you do it? But the thing is like, like I, when I really sit down and just look, there's 24 hours in the day that doesn't change. I need to get a certain amount of sleep or I just can't function. And as you know, sleep's not really sleep because the kids are up. Yes. So like you have to even build in a little buffer yep. if you want to actually get any sort of rest. Yep. And so where's the time come from? Right. Where does like it, it, you can't invent more time, right? So you just have to be a lot more efficient, efficient. with the time. Yep. I'm, I'm, I'm currently learning how to take minutes out of things like showering, or like you know, like know. or but showering is so fun, I, dude. It's so fun, and especially it's so quiet, and especially when you're a parent, <laughs> it's literally the only time that you get to yourself. My wife is always like sitting on the toilet. And yes, in the shower. Yes, that's that's all I got, and that's, that's where I'm getting my time back that's from now. All I have to my name, hundred percent, is my bathroom time. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Like, and that's what I'm having to like pull my minutes out from. Yeah, you know, and I'm absolutely. like, but I have to because absolutely. you know, like, I need to. I can't, especially like being in this hotel right now, right? Um, like, if my when my wife's not there, I like. Can't leave the baby for more than two minutes. So I'm taking a 40 second yes. shower. Yes. And I'm in and out, yes. and the baby's watching me do it the whole time. You know what I mean? Of course. Of course. And, and, and she'll like sit in like a, well, like a, a baby bouncy chair. Like like, yeah, one of those, exactly, yeah. those little bouncy chairs. Yes. Those things are amazing. amazing. Now, skip ahead a couple of months. Oh, God. Okay. When all of a sudden you have another human being that doesn't want to sit in the chair. Oh, they God. want to be crawling around, moving around. Oh, now man. they're walking around. Now they're climbing on stuff. Right? Oh, and you just need to do something as simple as pee. Yeah. God forbid, take a shower. Right, right. right. And, and like, there is a person who is prone to injure themselves on basically doing anything. Just, like, running right around. around. Yeah. And, and you're showering with the curtain open. And you're, you know, it's just like total, total chaos. Dude, yesterday I'm going, she's in the bouncy chair and there's like, you know, in the shower in the hotel, there's like this glass door. So like she's crying and because it gets like the glass is She can't foggy. see you. She can't see me. So Ugh. like I'm sticking my, I'm like opening yes, the glass. Yes. I'm, I'm here. here. Open <laughs> the glass. Like constantly. So I'm like, you know what? I'm not even showering at this point. I'm just playing a game. So I might as well just get out. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And then like I'm now showering at like. Six seven o'clock at night or eight o'clock at night after the baby goes to sleep. You know yes. what I mean? Like this is these oh are God. the times. So like after you that that period of time too. Sorry, but like like after after they finally fall asleep, but before you go to sleep, all of a sudden becomes basically the only time you have in the whole day. Yes. And so this idea of going to bed early sounds great, but that's when you get to do to stuff yep. anything. Yep. And I, to to me, I have all these grand plans. Like yeah. I'm gonna get some work done. I'm gonna, you know, maybe like pick up my music again. I'm gonna yeah. like like all sorts of things that I'm like fantasizing about. Right. Um, or even just like I want to watch that new Netflix show. Yeah. Like something like you know for leisure. But in reality, that time is oh right, I have to eat. Yeah. Uh, oh my god, there's a million dishes. Uh, yep. Yeah. And bottles and yeah. all this shit. Bottles. Right. 
uh, oh, there's toys all over the floor. Uh, oh, she, laundry. That yeah, has oh, God, done. we have to do laundry, right? And like, is it a little too late to start the laundry? Maybe. And it's like, it turns out, yes, it was way too late to start the laundry. And it was the dumbest idea to start it <laughs> at that point anyway, because now you're up until one o'clock yeah, in the morning exactly. doing laundry. Exactly. And all of those plans are out yes. the window, and yes. you're going to bed later than you are, and the whole thing. So it's it's just like, it really is funny. And and I joke like, you know, all day, all I want to do is get home and see my girls, and then as soon as I get home, all I want is for them to go to bed. <laughs> You know what's funny? It's horrible. It, it is. It's so horrible. But that, that's what I'm doing all day. I dream about my wife coming home, taking over. Because my, my my wife does the morning feedings with her now, which I hate because I always love, like I said, I always love being the, So I just end up being up during that time also. Because like, yeah. I want to like see her like be up or whatever. Um, and then, uh, but, but my wife does like the bath and the pre-bath and like the nighttime stuff. And all day I'm like, oh God. Is it, when's she coming home? Is it 5.30 yet? 6 Like, she, so she can kind of take over. And then as soon as she takes over, I'm, like, in the bath with them. Like, I'm, like, doing it, like, checking in. Like, I just find myself constantly just going back in because I want to be a part of it's everything. Even when you're off duty. Yeah, right. You're, yeah. You're still, you still want to be on duty. It's wild. Like, this parenting thing is so wild because you never <laughs> think about the fact that, you know, you just always want to be doing it. Yeah, exactly. Always. You don't want to not be there. Right. You want to be there. 100%. You know? 100%. Um, and it, which is, again, it makes it so crazy to me how much you do while also being a parent of, of two. I'm thinking about the mornings. Like, how amazing is that moment when it's the morning and you kind of like look over the crib oh, God, and she sees you? Oh, it's the best. You know? And she smiles and she's yeah, like, and it's just like so happy. But, but it's so funny because like a couple of hours before that, if she woke up, she's like crying hysterically and not happy to see yes. you, not happy to yes. like, and then just one random time when the sun is up, all of a sudden she looks at you and she's like, hello. Hello, you know, right? And she's like, with you, like, where were you a couple hours ago? <laughs> right. like, and, and if you see her before, or you see them before they like actually realize that they're up, it is completely different than if they get up, don't see you. Oh, and, you know, yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. middle of the night, if they wake up in the middle of the night. Like, what's the difference? Like, eat, like our daughter's sleeping next to us now, right? Yeah. So she's in the pack and play, literally six inches from my face. Right, which is kind of where she's been sleeping her entire life, except for like two weeks when we tried to sleep train you, and then got flooded and had to move out. Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, first of all, that whole situation is absolutely insane. Do you do do the thing where you pretend to be sleeping just to see if she'll quiet down? So I used to do that to help her go to sleep. Okay, like to start, like if she wasn't falling asleep right away, I would lie down because she knows that I'm next to her, right? So I would lie down, I'd be like this, and I'd look um. She would eventually, it would, it would comfort her to know that, because sometimes I feel like she just doesn't want to, she doesn't go to sleep because she doesn't want to be alone. Yeah. You know? Now she's a little bit better. She drinks her eight ounce bottle and she's out. Oh, man, before that, eight ounce, out, that out. eight ounce bottle right before bed. Oh, it's the best. Yeah. It's the best. Now it's making her pee 400 times in the night and when her diaper gets full, <laughs> she's freaking out at 1.30 like she did last night. Two, two previous nights it was 3.30. Two, last night it was 1.45. Sick. You know, and um, uh, and so then then you're feeding her. Then we feed her another six ounce bottle, and again, just out cold. The the early, like the earlier in the night wake up is even worse because like in that period where you finally just get fell to sleep. asleep. Oh my god! I swear that Noah 
has some sense about when we're going to bed. Even if we go to bed at a different time every night, so like yeah. it's not like a routine thing. Like we will literally finally turn out the light and be like, oh god, like yes, like head on the pillow. And it's like, it's wet. Yeah. It's like <laughs> what are you like? Yes. How? Yes. How? How do you know? Right. It's like this innate sixth sense that they have just. They know how to uh, uh, mess up your... Uh, right, exactly. Know. Nope, you forgot about me. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. It's just... Oh, the little kids are so crazy. And it's... So it's crazy. You have... So she's just over a year. So you're yep. like kind of still in the same phase that I am right now. And you also have this almost five-year-old, which is basically a full-functioning human. Yeah, there's a teenager. For, uh, right, right basically. Small. My, right. This is no. literally a small teenager. Once I, can say, I, figure, <laughs> I feel like once I can say no, they're basically a teenager. Ugh. <laughs> um, but like how are you dealing with that like you, you know you're dealing with the kind of rehabbing a baby all over again right as you got out of the phase of having a baby like is that more is it more difficult the second time around is it more difficult having the baby once you just get out of that are you just like completely stressed out because you're like shit I thought we just finished doing this and now we have to do it all over again how is that working for you yeah, it's interesting. You know, we have friends that have kids that are closer together where there's sort of like two kids both in baby mode right. at the same time. Or, you know, like parents that have twins. Right. And, and they oh, say, yeah, obviously, yeah. it's insanely hard, but also it's kind of like like pretty efficient because you have like right. a two-for-one like stage-wise. And, and so you're right. Two-for-one baby deal. You know, exactly. <laughs> two-for-one, two-for-one. Like the, the, uh, the... Age difference between Layla and Noah is about three years, and so Layla was already like a fully functional kid in the sense that you know she could talk and she had her own sort of desires and opinions, and it's like I don't want that for dinner. I want this. Oh you know? Jesus! Um, like it's it's just another human being. Not that not that babies aren't human beings, but it's like it's almost like having like a roommate. Yep. Like, like me and Jess it's great, it's live a great with call. a roommate. That's a great call. And then we all have a baby, you know? And and so the, it is different because with a baby, like at least for, you know, maybe up to a year, uh, it depends on the kid, but like you can sort of still like mandate what they're doing at any given time. You are going to sit in this chair. You are right. going to eat this banana. You're going to whatever. I, and you're, you guys probably haven't gotten into food yet, but that's a whole... Just started. That's a whole... Thing. As we got so displaced. Fun. from the, like, So fun. We were literally just starting. Then our house flooded. And now we've just... Re- like oh, Now we've just filled our in-law's fridge. So every day I'm taking her over to the in-law's house and introducing pea, Here's peas. Here's avocado. How yes, exciting. Here's carrots. Right? Imagine having an avocado for the first time. Period. The first, first time. time. Right. It's like... And imagine what? that being the first... Thing you ever put in your mouth besides a bottle, it, it is mind blowing and like the first everything, right? Yeah, it's like you know, it, it's it, we saw like a bunny the other day, like a, a live bunny at this farm, as like it's just the first time you've ever seen a bunny rabbit. Yeah. Period. Yeah. That even though we've been seeing it in a book or whatever, and it's like you know those those firsts are just so. Uh, that's so amazing, also, and they come so yes fast. every day. It's just yes. filled with those. Yes, as they get yeah. older, especially it's every day. Um, I was just rehashing when we had like snow for the first time. Oh man, the, yeah. We put I, we we actually took 
uh, Aurora out of the house so she could be in the so we put her in the in the uh, in the stroller and then put the like the rain cover on so it's like clear and she saw the snow and she's reaching up like touching the rain cover oh because she obviously she doesn't know that it's snow but no, she no, knows right. that it's something different and it's something else she's trying to like, reach that, and touch it it was incredible that that's one of the most amazing things too is that the concepts aren't there like there's no preconception of like I know what snow is and I just can't wait to see it right yes nope it's no. just like the pure sensory yes data yes. of like it's cold it's fluffy it's beautiful it feels a little funny like there's no it's disappearing on my finger at all yeah you know um, and just like how amazing to, to experience to experience new things but also to experience them without any of like the baggage yeah for sure 100% what it is or what it's supposed to be. 100%. I actually had this conversation, the same conversation with my friend Ari when he was talking about introducing uh, blended mushy chicken to his daughter. He's like, he's like, listen, she doesn't know that it's freaking deconstructed oh, bologna. We, 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 couldn't, we couldn't do it. You know, like those little like food packets yeah. they have? You know, like, as kids, we had like the more jarred yeah. food or whatever. And, and I'm sure you guys are, are making a lot of your own stuff, but... But um, but we also did those little like packets there and you know like little squeezy things and so it's like whatever applesauce with bananas or avocado with yeah. whatever and then some of them are just like beef <laughs> with carrots and it's like <laughs> non refrigerated like goo so in like gross. a thing we're just like we can't go there we it's can't so do it. gross I just went I just went into a whole like lecture about that in my episode last week. Um, that I did like about like her introducing foods and all that type of stuff because it's so the concept of like them eating this mushy stuff like this yeah, essentially yeah. deconstructed anything yes. it's like putting it in a blender with water smushing it to the maximum capacity uh, cooking it to, until it's literally zero anything and then you're putting it in their mouth they're like spitting it out then you're, you're right. scooping it up off their chin with like their spit up and saliva and putting it back in the mouth so gross because again they don't even know what eating is so right. like even that you know I mean in college I remember we blended pizza and coke Ugh. thinking like we like to have soda with pizza so this should totally make sense we were probably pretty drunk <laughs> and, and we put it in wine glasses and <laughs> It was a mistake. Don't do it. Don't do it for your children. Don't do it for yourself. Is is a is, a, is not a smart thing to do. It's but, funny that you did that. But conceptually, college. that's what we're doing for our kids. Hundred percent. Right? It's like it, it, we're doing the same thing of there's, blending there's, there's coke and there's pizza. a limit. Once we start putting the oregano and the you know <laughs> the garlic <laughs> powder, and the, yeah, yeah, can't can't do it. But um, that's wait, amazing. all of this was back to the age difference. You're asking yes. me, and and. One of the really amazing things, though, is is when you have a, a child that's old enough to help. Interesting. Children love to help, and you and you need help. Yes, right. And so Layla is just so amazing. She's such an amazing sister, and she cares so deeply about Noah. That's awesome. That you know she can help us. Whatever, a simple thing. Oh, can you grab a diaper? Um, but also just like. Can you watch her while I go to the bathroom? Oh, right. Oh, God. There like, goes, there goes and, your minutes. Your minutes and, are back. And, and again, I'm not going to leave them alone for an hour, but for like 90 seconds. Yeah. Like, that's a game changer. Yeah, for sure. To have that's 90 device. seconds. You get and, it yourself. And, and if something is going wrong or something, you know, is like there's if, if somehow she's at risk, 
Layla can just run to the bathroom and be like, Daddy, yeah. like, Noah's climbing on whatever. Noah just put something in her mouth. Like, like, so, 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 and she likes to do it because it gives her a real sense of pride and responsibility. Right. Um, but it's also it probably helps her grow faster. Right? I was just gonna say it's also I think a mature really, faster. I guess I should say really sort of catalyzed her independence. Hmm. Where I do think, and I'm the oldest child, so I, so it's funny now thinking about myself versus you know Justin and Carolyn, my siblings, like and and sort of what it might have been like when we were little. And we also have like three year difference, three year difference between between the three of us, and like you know whatever you do everything for your kid Mm -hmm. but now it's like Layla you just have to put on your own shoes yeah because yeah like Noah Noah cannot dress herself so I have to help her meanwhile you can put on a pair of pants but you don't want to you want me to do it for you but you're just gonna have to do it yeah and so it sort of forces that independence that's Um, interesting but we also really try to celebrate that and 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 it's also a little unnerving for a kid that is getting this sole attention of the parents, of the grandparents, of the uncles, of the aunts, of everyone. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, I have to share the spotlight. But there, again, there, there's a lot of pride that comes with did she have trouble doing being that? the big girl. You know, honestly, she didn't. She was, it's something you worry about or yeah. something, you know, and, and we're obviously cognizant of it. Um, but she just really embraced sisterhood. Like it's last awesome. last night I was putting her to bed. And um, and she was sort of quizzing me on if I knew all her favorite stuff. So she's like, what's my favorite color? Uh, and, she, and I'm like, pink. She's like, what are my other favorite colors? And I'm like, purple, blue. She's like, fine. What's my favorite food? Mac and cheese. What's my, you know, like, and, and I, I know her, yeah. you know, so so I was, I, w- I was really proud of myself for like, for acing the quiz. But then she said, who's my favorite person? Oh, wow. I said, Noah. She said, yes. Wow. That's awesome, you know. And that's I was awesome. just like, <laughs> that, was, that was a melt. That must have melted oh, your it's, heart. It's it's the best thing in the world. You know, she could have sucked you up for failure there because it could have been. She could have like wanted you to say you totally, or you know, totally. and then she could be like, no, mom, or no, yeah. Noah, you, you know, yeah. like then you feel like yeah, or, or Elsa, or anybody, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it could have gone right, lots of different sure. ways, but very true, very but true. but it was um, it really like what an amazing. Just the dynamic between them is so amazing. And it was, I mean, from the moment Noah was born, we have a video of Layla meeting Noah at the hospital for the first time. Wow. Let's talk about one of those memories. Like right. we, we watch that video periodically because we all love it so much, including Layla loves it so much. And I'm sure Noah will when she's older. Um, but now that Noah is old enough to really sort of interact and react and they're like making each other laugh and they take a bath together. Oh, that's cute. And... Um, it really is amazing to like see their relationship sort of blossom. Yeah, not as just like like part of of me and Jess. Like, but but they have an independent relationship yeah. as siblings do. That's starting to really like come together. And I guess her being older also helps to facilitate that independent relationship. Uh, absolutely, and and also Noah they were both like one. Yeah, like yeah. One was one, right? One no was one, two, no one's instigating was... that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. You're totally right. And and the other thing is Noah's moving at warp speed. Like, you know, Layla started walking at 15 months. Noah's already been walking. Wow. For many months, Noah is scooting. Wow. Noah has her own scooter and helmet. Jesus Christ. 
and Layla wasn't walking at this age yet. Oh my god! Like, like she is flying through life because she wants to keep up with the sister, right? With Layla, and and she has sort of a role model there. Um, See, secretly, when you're in the bathroom while this minute's leaving her with Layla, she's just like teaching her how to do all this stuff. She's like, "Look, listen, kid, this is how you do scooting lessons." Scooting lessons just all day. Yeah, know? man. Um, it's, it's wild. The That's whole awesome. thing is, is wild. That's yeah. really cool. Um, the, the interesting thing, I want to swerve a little bit here because, what, like I said, what I, before we started, what I thought was really interesting about having you on here specifically, and you were like one of the first people I thought of when I had this idea to do the podcast, to come on. I wanted to talk to you um, about this. This topic specifically is that like I know – Maz is about to turn 10, Layla is about to turn 5, so it's a little bit off, but it's almost in the same timeline. You know, you're almost, it's almost like Maz your first child, then you have Layla, then you have, no, how is, and whenever you own a business or you're, or having a startup, whatever, it's almost like having a family, right? You have to cultivate a type of culture, a type of, um, you know, uh, communication and, and all these different, to teach, teach the teach them how to sell or how to use the product, whatever it may be. Um, and you're kind of being a dad in both roles. How do, are there a lot of similarities? Are there any similarities? Does being, you know, running the company help with running the family or quote unquote running the family, sure. vice versa? How does that, you know, duality play for you? It's, it's a really interesting question. The, um, and you're right. I mean, the, they don't line up exactly, but what does line up almost perfectly is meeting Jess. So I met Jess in 2009, so almost 11 years ago. We met in March, and and I started Maz the next year. Okay. And when I met Jess, I had like just left my job at Apple, moved back in with my parents. So I was like, I don't have a job. I sing in a band. <laughs> Wow, I don't, sick. What a catch. I don't have a, a, an apartment. I don't, you know, and she was like, great, we should date. Like, you know. <laughs> sick. That's uh, a key, you know, that's how you knew she was a keeper. Uh, 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 I mean, for, for lots of reasons, I knew that. And, um, but anyway, the, and I really, d- the, the next year we started Maz. And so, um, you, you know, depends on when you sort of call it starting a family. Sure. But meeting your, your, your wife, your husband, your partner. That's pretty much when you decide to start. To me, that's the beginning of the the family unit. I mean, I felt that way even before Layla was born. Um, So it's not only in retrospect, but, but, and so there is sort of this parallel of, you know, and just thinking about sort of the, also just, we just started a new decade, 2020, and like this all sort of lines up, like this 10-year period is the same 10-year period as, as that last decade, for sure, of course, whatever you you call it, the the teens <laughs> and also twelve, eleven, ten, <laughs> right. uh, and uh, and so like um, so I've been you know just thinking a lot about like a decade as like a unit, and for me this was sort of like adult. This decade was like like the becoming an adult, an adult. yeah, for sure. Meeting my wife, starting a business, having children, um, and. I didn't like know how all that was going to unravel at the beginning, you know, so, so, uh, but, but it does overlap and, and there are a lot of parallels, like, you know, having a company is, it's like having a child. Yep. Really? Sure. Um, and, and the way that you think about it and, and you sort of can't turn off the, the thinking you can't, it's like, 
if you, whatever, watch someone else's kid, you're thinking about it when you're with them, but right. then they go home 100%. and you're not thinking about it anymore. If you go to work at someone else's company, you're thinking about it when you're there and then you go home. But, but when it's your company or your kid, like it, it, you don't turn it's it such off. That's a great way to put it. Yep. And, and, um, and also the, the sort of just seeing something grow and blossom and realizing that your role is to facilitate that rather than to somehow know all the answers in advance and just like, like, you know, color by numbers Mm -hmm. because you don't actually know what that thing or person is going to become. Um, and so there's, there's sort of an open endedness to starting a business and raising a child that you have to sort of embrace the openness Mm -hmm. and the ambiguity. And, um, and so there's lots of different parallels. At the same time, when you become a parent, you realize like, oh, wait a minute, like this actually matters in like a cosmic sense. Sure. And my company matters in a different sense, but the, the, they're like in two completely different leagues. Well, of course. Yes. In two completely different yes. categories. Right. But I really didn't know that before I had the, something to contrast. Right. So as Maz was was my baby and felt like a baby, but then when you meet a real baby, <laughs> you're like, oh wait a minute, like this is actually a real baby. Yeah, these, these things are really really different. Yeah, and and I actually found it liberating as a business owner and a CEO to sort of realize what game I was playing here. Like mm. it's with a child, it's literally life or death. It's yes. literally someone's future. It's literally someone's life, and not to to be cavalier about running a business that you know that that has you know customers that rely on it and employees that work sure. here and and I take all of that very seriously but it but it's not literally life or death life or death absolutely, absolutely. unlike if I was like a surgeon or something I would probably feel a little different about my profession sure. Fine. Fine. you know and so um and of course I forget that all the time you get deep into the work and and it and it seems like life or death but but they're in in you know my more lucid moments like really it, it sort of puts it all in perspective yeah and um, and you know like we were talking about even like time stuff before like I mean I would just like stay late at the office do whatever like and it's just like you know what like there is a world outside this office yeah. um, and so I, I've actually I think it, it's made me better at business to have that contrast interesting and to sort of realize. Um, Sort of like where things are supposed to to fit. Um, I'm I sure also, it's also made you better as a father by also having that contrast to under to understand how. Imp- I mean, obviously, when you're a parent, you like understand how important the, the kids are, right? But uh, but having that contrast, I'm sure, also gives you an even deeper understanding or feeling of how important that family unit is. Absolutely. Absolutely. It also just gives me like an amazing amount of gratitude for Maz and the company we've been able to build that, you know, from a company that made nothing and, and was nothing to a company that can pay not just myself, but a whole staff of people and we can support our families with the proceeds 
of this thing that just like came out of our brains ten years ago is awesome. I, I don't take any of that for granted, you yeah. know, and that um and and that the the work we do every day is like quite literally sustaining us and our families yeah. outside of work. Yeah. And um and so I, I they're deeply sort of interrelated for sure in that way. And uh and yeah, and, and so, you know, but, but I meet a lot of founders, especially like in the tech space that look at it a little differently and they're just like, you know, work is still the number one and I am working those late nights and I'm traveling a ton and, you know, like I'm, I'm lucky I have a partner or family or whoever that can, that can sort of look after the, my kids and, and I'm doing it because there's some greater payoff Sure. That will make this all worth it or whatever. Sure. And, um, and, and there's no judgment there. But for me, like, it's just a, a different sort of instinct turned on. Sure. And it was I, – I, I think about it um, not just for parenting but in general about, like, optimizing for the average day. Not optimizing for some future event, some windfall like that may or may not happen. Yeah, we sell Maz to Google and we all become gazillionaires or or even something more local like uh, we're going to go on that sick vacation next year or like like always looking forward to something and somehow like sacrificing now for the then. Interesting. And instead realizing that like almost your entire life is spent on the normal days. Yes, not the special. Yes. Days. I, I love vacations. Don't get me wrong. Of course. I, I love those peaks experiences that that life has, and, and of course you you should work towards them. And 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 it's a little contradictory because it's like there's all sorts of sort of pay it forward things you have to do when you're building business. Right. But um, t- to really think about just like what is my normal average day, and am I happy, and am I creating happiness for my family and for my my coworkers, like. On just a normal day, yeah. Just wake up, yeah. Go to you know, drop Layla at school, go to work, do some stuff, come home, we have dinner. Like, is that day great? Yeah. And if not, then that's a problem. Right. And I, I think some people use the excuse of like, well, it's all gonna be worth it later. Yeah. To sacrifice the the here and now, but but I I really think it's the wrong approach because. You know, the, well, first of all, anything could happen to anyone any day. Absolutely. Right? You get hit by a truck or whatever. But let's just assume that doesn't happen. You just, like, live a long, healthy life. That'd be awesome. Um, like, almost your entire life is spent on the – with just your average day. Yeah. And so if you're not optimizing for that, you're, like, sacrificing almost all of your life. For one yeah, for, thing. For a very small yes. percentage of time. Yes. I agree 100%. You know? Yeah. It's a great way. That's an interesting, very interesting and fantastic way to look at it. Um, and I feel like not a lot of people do look at it like that. You know, they look at the average days as the just the sludge and the monotony of like, oh, I just got to get through this day. I just got to get through this day. I just got to yeah. get through this day. I just got to get through this day. Um, it's very interesting to, to, to see. And you think having the family or having that, that contrast in business and family kind of built that for you? I definitely think it helped me realize that that's how I wanted to live my life because the best moments with my daughters and with Jess and just being a family are the normal days of course mundane yep. not just days but but moments yep do you know 100%. what I mean it's, 100%. it's it's um 
It's just like the silly little things. Yep. I agree. That, and, you, and you do know. I right? agree. That, I agree very, very, very much. And and savoring those and realizing like that's just what life is. Life is really just a bunch of those little seemingly mundane yep. moments and those aren't to be like glossed over. Absolutely. You know? I agree. Um, but it's hard. It's hard to remember that on any given day because you are stressed and you are busy and you are tired as hell and you're totally like just like, oh, whatever, whatever, you know, and, and just, you know, stopping to smell the roses, as they say. Yeah. Like, the craziest thing is, I talk about a, a Monday moment. I remember, I don't know, probably it was around two, and we we were walking through Stytown, and um, and we were in a rush to go somewhere, because we're always in a rush, because we're always late. And, <laughs> and she literally stopped to smell a flower. No way. And, you know, the, the instinct, like, the first thing that came to my brain was to be like, be like... We don't have time for this. Got to keep walking. And then I was like, wait a minute. Wow. Like, that saying exists for this exact, exact reason. reason. incredible. And a two-year-old knows that. Yeah. And I don't. And like, and like, let's slow this all down for a minute because that's actually like what it's, what it's about. Yeah, you for know? sure. Um, and, uh, and so when I'm in my right mind, I try to like get, get to there. That's so awesome. Know? Um, well, that said, we're gonna let's let's wrap up here in a second. Um, and I always ask my, my guests two two questions. Okay. So I'm gonna throw them, I'm gonna throw them both at you. Um, number one is uh, I know I know we went through a lot of things that you love about fatherhood, and like I can see like on your face how much you actually like do love it, and how it. I mean, everybody does, right? It's the best thing in the world. It is absolutely. Um, so I ask. What is your favorite thing about it or your favorite experience that you've had as a dad? Which is kind of a loaded question. <laughs> it's, it's a big one. But that's what I always ask. What's your favorite thing about fatherhood or has been your favorite experience so far? Oh, man. My, my favorite thing. There's a lot of them. Um, you know... Just as a side note, like whenever I hear that someone's about to become a parent, yeah. like when I meet people that are that are pregnant, even if I like just met them, I just get so pumped for them. I mean, I, I'm, I'm just like, oh my now. god, I'm that same you're gonna have so much fun! It's the best thing in the world. And they're like, who are you? Why are you? Why are you like? <laughs> I've never even met you before. Why, why are you like, dancing <laughs> in front of me on the street right now? And it's like, um, it, it's it's really it's it's um, it, it's something you really can't like. You can't really explain it to to somebody, but but for me, I think the most amazing thing is really seeing my daughters like flourishing and having their own like little breakthroughs, yeah. or moments, or, or or you know just every day like some little knob in their brain gets like activated and. And seeing them experience like life and and learning and feeling emotions and and trying a new food. I mean, yeah. it's, it could be anything. Yeah. And 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 really like appreciating that in a selfless way. So it's not like wow, I feel so gratified that that that's happening because of something I did or because of whatever. But really, just truly being like happy for them. Yeah, 100% in this completely like pure and 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 
unadulterated way that that I, I don't know if I've ever like felt that exact sensation about anyone else before. Yeah, and um, and and again, it strikes at random times. Sure, of course, and I and I I always debate like, like when they stop to smell flowers. Exactly, and I always debate in those moments like should I take out my phone right now and take a picture. So I could remember this, or is that going to like completely mess up this amazing like moment I'm having right now? And they don't even know that I'm just like watching them experience whatever that thing is, yeah. and it's just kind of like, like yeah, just seeing them become people. Yeah, and and it starts from birth. Hundred percent. I meet all these dads. I don't know if you've ever talked to any of this. It's like oh, first six months they're sort of just a blob. Like done. I have. Yeah. And it's like. I don't know what sort of weird blob kid you had, <laughs> but like, but, but but that is just like not true. It's not. It's no, really they, not. They come out personality intact. Yes, hundred percent. And you know the, the palette of communication is more limited. But if you meet them at, 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 at where they are, I mean, they are they are their own people. 100%. They are their own people. And they were that way before they were born. 100%. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. And the last thing, right. the last thing I asked... Second question. Second question. last thing I asked is um, you're ahead of me, right? So anybody that's ahead of me, which is pretty much everybody I talk to, um, I ask one piece of advice that you can offer, you do offer, um, whatever it is. One piece of advice you give. I mean, first of all, I think you're doing a lot of things right and... And I've never met any dad or mom that said, I wish I'd just spent a little less time with my kids in those early years. So like maximizing time. Sure. Because, and this is something my dad told me my whole life. And I was always like, yeah, whatever dad. But like, it's fleeting. They're growing. Yeah. And, and, and at each age, they're amazing. The, the person that I know right now, this four-year-old that, that I think is just like this most amazing person, like she is not going to be here for very long. Right. Yeah. There's going to be some other girl who I also love, but it's not going to be this person. Right. You know, and just sort of realizing that like they it's not just that time is fleeting or they're, you know, they grow up so fast or whatever, but like, like they literally won't, the person, you know, today, the Aurora, you know, today, like she will not exist a few months from now. There'll be some other Aurora that you will be just as obsessed with. Sure. But, but that is really sort of a crazy thing to realize and accept and just really drives home, which I, I guess I can summarize in some sort of advice, which is like, just not to take that for granted. For sure. And 100% and, agreed. And, and whether that means spending more time, being more patient with them, um, just sort of savoring the, the, those moments. Like, like it's all fleeting. And, and you don't want to hold them back from growing, of course. Right. But, but there's also like a bittersweetness to, yeah. Yeah. to each stage where... You're gaining something new, but you're you're also losing like the, who who they used to be. Sure, um, and uh, and and that's just part of it. I'm sure it gets way more pronounced as 
I'm ahead of you, but like I'm an expert up to four and a half, and I know literally nothing <laughs> after that. After that, 100%. you know what I mean. Uh, and and I'm sure that that those differences only become more and more pronounced. Um, but it really is just like not to take any of it for granted. That's you know? great. That's absolutely great. I, and I agree 100. I think that that's the most important part because a lot of dads, dads specifically, right? Because moms like can't turn it off. They like, like biologically, they act, they can't, especially if they're breastfeeding, whatever. Yep. You know what I mean? They like a baby needs that connection with the mother in order to basically survive, right? So like a mom, right, really can't turn. Dads, it's so easy to, if they want to, just turn it off, especially in those blob months, right? You know, air quotes on the blob. <laughs> yeah, but it's so important. I agree with you, hundred percent. I can't agree more. Like, not taking those moments even in the blob stage for granted is so important because you wish you can I still wish I, like I said earlier I was looking at pictures of her from I look pictures of her from birth all the time and I'm like oh I wish I could just go back to yeah. that like she was so when she was doing this or when she was doing that you know um it's it, it's crazy it's and it's very difficult to do but you can't yeah I it's fantastic advice I I Great. I'm speechless after that. <laughs> um, but Paul, man, I really appreciate it. This yeah. has been fantastic. This is one of my favorites. This is, this is a lot of, this is very much a lot of fun. Thanks, man. Yeah. And again, it's like, you know, any parent, the second best thing to hanging out with your kids is talking about that. hundred percent. So it's just like, you know, Absolutely. any, any time, you know, it's like, like I'll just work it into any conversation be like, Oh, look at this picture. Oh, hundred percent. That's why I love doing it. At least I, I know at least one to two times every single week, I just get to like, sit and talk about being a dad and having my kid. It's the you best. Know? It's the best. Um, but thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Um, Thanks for inviting me on. Absolutely, man. I think this is going to be great. And uh, you know, maybe you'll come on again at some point. Hey, I'm around. <laughs> awesome. That's it for this week's episode of Dad Hard with the Podcast. As always, to connect on the fatherhood brotherhood, shoot us an email, dadhardpod at gmail.com. Follow us on the Instagram at dadhardpod and the Facebook, facebook.com slash dadhardpod. And the dot com is going to be up very soon where you can actually listen to the podcast directly from the website. Um, and then links to all the different mechanisms by which you can listen to podcasts from there. Um, but for now... That's all for us. Check us out next week. Same dad hard time. Same dad hard place. Keep doing your thing. We're out. Peace. Remember back in the days before you got blazed and lost in the haze. Remember back in the times when being just a kid was fun. Right, right. Remember back in the days before you had brains or cared about your ways. Remember back in the times when being just a kid was fun. Right, right. Ain't that the truth, man? I wish you could go back being a little kid again, man. Remember them good times. Everything was free spirit and all that. I'm talking the playground. He was playing on the monkey balls or whatever. Sprinklers. Hydrants going off in the street in the summertime. That home cooking. Can't beat that, man. You remember. <laughs> and if not, need to rewind this. I'm out in the day before you got blazed and lost.